From Pasuk of Anisi Aleichem, Vifresi Eschem, Vibesi Eschem, and the Pasuk that uh, comes at the beginning of the blessings of this week's parsha, it says, I will turn to you and I will make you fruitful and I will make you many. Is Rashi Matik, Rashi quotes the words from the Pasuk, of Anisi Aleichem, I will turn to you, and as Mefarish he explains as follows, Efne Mikola Sokai, I will turn away from all my business, l'shalim scharcham, to pay your reward. What can this be compared to? To a king that hired workers, etc. As the mashal is brought in Teres Kainim. We have to understand about this Rashi. Number one, Vos fell down in Pirush, Vefne Mekola Sagal Shalom Scharchem. What is it that we don't understand in the words, I will turn away from all my business in order to pay your reward? That's pretty understood. Why does Rashi need to explain it through a parable? Of a king that hired workers, etc. Number two, we have to understand. On the other hand, if there is something that does require more explanation, what, what is added to the explanation in the words that Rashi says? A parable of a king, which doesn't add anything to what is already said in the words that he, uh, you know, I will turn away from everything and I will deal with, the, uh, with your reward. A third thing we have to understand, Nochmer, even more so, Freer in Parsha Achre, earlier in the Torah, in Parsha Achre, Bam Isaf Fundam, where it talks about the prohibition to eat blood, Valderose in Parsha Gedeshim as well, in Parsha Gedeshim, Bam Isaf Fundam, where it talks about the prohibition of giving one's children to the Avedah Zorah called Melech. Is Rashi Mefarish Al Derech Vieres Mefarish Do? He explains something similar to what he says here. Not in Hepachatayva, but over there, of course, it's in a negative way. Here, it's in a positive way to give reward. There, it's he will turn away from everything else in order to punish this person. Venasati Ponai, and it's over there. It says, and I will, I will give my Ponai. What is Ponai? Pnai Shali. Rashi says it means my turning. I will turn from everything else that um, everything that I do, and I will deal with him, with this person that does these averes. When is them nish over there, and he doesn't add any mushal to uh, to what seems to be the exact same thing. Same thing is here. Number four, we have to understand that the mushal gufa. Once we get to the mushal itself, the loshim mushal Using the words that what can these, this be compared to? To a king that hires workers. L'chayre, one has to ask. Hiring workers is not something that only a king does. And even if a king does hire workers, it's not because he's the king that he hires workers. It seems to be unrelated to the fact that he's the king that he hires workers. Yet the mensch can dingen peilim. Every person is able to, and in fact does hire. Many people hire workers. But the far state marshal hot gedaft stein. 
Marshal Adam Shlachapailam, and therefore it should have said, this can be compared to a person who hires workers. When there is Penimakalasakov, and he turns away from all of his uh, other business, and is and pays the worker that did an extraordinary job, as we'll see later in the Mashal itself. That's what the Mashal talks about. So why does it have to be about a king? Why is it relevant that it's a king? Base. It would seem that we could explain this by first asking another question. Since our Rashi already explained to us earlier in Parsha Achrei and as in Kedoshim, in those two psukim where it says, and I will, I will uh, turn to. So he explained over there is that I will turn from all my business. So we already know what it means. I will turn away from my business and deal with this. Why then does Rashi have to explain it again? Once again, over here, and especially that um, that in to explain that vanasati panai that it means that I will turn away from everything and deal with this really it's only necessary to explain it where it says the word panai the word panai doesn't really it, it usually means my face so it, it would mean you would think that it means I will turn I will uh, you know uh, direct my face so Rashi says no panai over here means turning from the word turning so there, where one can make the mistake and think that pane means face, Rashi has to tell us that it means it to turn. But over here, the Pasuk itself says, and I will turn to you. Thus, meant, which the literal, the simple meaning of it is, I will turn to you. That's the simple meaning of the words. Therefore, we understand on our own, that means I will turn away from other things and turn to you. So here it doesn't even need Rashi's explanation. Certainly not that he already explained it over there. So that's the question. Is the Bir Bazez? So the explanation of that is Lachaira. In Parsha Achre Bam Isafundamal, that is in Parsha Kadesh Mandesin Zaran Lamailach. Over there, we're in Parsha Achre, where it talks about the blood, and uh, as well in Ketashim, where it talks about Melech. There is talking about one individual that may have may, uh, committed these sins. Is moving the Pirish Vinasati Pane Pnaishali. Over there, we understand that when it says, I will, I will turn, I will direct my turning, Pnaishali Pnani Makola Sakabaisibai, I will turn away from all my business and deal with him. What that would mean is, Hashem turns away from the things that He's busy with, with dealing with the, the world as a whole, with the many people and so on. Then I will turn my attention to this individual. That's what the meaning is. When it comes in our parsha, here we're talking about the Jewish people as a whole. 
and I will turn to you, meaning to the Jewish people. So over here the question could be asked. Asked, What does it mean when Hashem says, I will turn away from all of my business and turn to you to, to, uh, to pay your reward? Is it not true that it is Hashem's business to deal and to pay reward to the people that deserve it? So what does it mean? I will turn away from all of my business to deal with this. This is your business. This is part of your business. So why do we say I will turn away from all my business if He would have said... I will turn away from all my other business. So in other words, this is part of my business. There are other things that I'm busy with. I'll turn away from all those other things and deal with this. But it says I will turn away from all my, my business. Meaning to say somehow this is not part of what Hashem is normally occupied with. Why wouldn't He be occupied with this, with paying reward to somebody that does uh, good things? That's why Rashi has to explain it once again over here. That even in our parsha where it says, I will turn to you, even though it's talking about the Jewish people as a whole, that it does indeed mean, I will turn away from all my business to, to pay your reward. And this can be understood why it should be considered that he's turning away from all his business to deal with this. Why isn't this his business? That will be understood from this mushal that Rashi tells us. Because in Teres Kainim it continues to tell the story. Or the mushal. It's a king that hired many workers. And amongst them there was one outstanding worker. And this worker worked for many days. And then all the workers came to collect their reward, their payment. So this worker came along with them, also looking for his payment. So the king said, First he'll deal with all the many workers and pay them. And then I will deal with you. So also in the in the nimshal, in the analog from the analogy, the yidden in this world they ask for their payment. From Hashem. And the other nations of the world also ask for their payment. So Hashem says to them, to the Yidden, Bonai, my, my sons, my children, I will get to you. Let me deal with them. Let me first get them out of the way, and then you, you, I have a whole big accounting to do with you. There is much more reward that you deserve, and I will get to you after I finish with them. That's the mushal. It's from the mushal movement. So from this mushal we understand as number one, 
that there are other word people that Hashem also has to reward on Eichdasis from Asakim from the Mevishnen paying them reward is also thing is something that Hashem is occupied with. Number two, we understand from this the Umasaylam Zainapaylam Harbe. The other nations are called the many workers. On the Eden, Ein Ume, and the Jewish people, which are one nation, is the Apayolecha, there's like the one worker in the Moshul. Number three, uh, we, three we understand from this, the Schar to Umasaylam is a Schar Gashmi Azeh. The reward that Hashem gives to the other nations is a physical, material reward that happens in this world. But when it comes to the Yidin, it's a spiritual reward which comes in the world to come. As the commentaries explain. So from this we also understand that number one, that in regards to why is it proper to say that in regards to the reward that Hashem is giving to the Yidin, it's, it's fitting to say, I will turn from all my business. Which is, Hashem's business also includes paying reward to all the other nations. Whereas when it comes to paying the reward for the Yidin, that's a very extraordinary type of reward which cannot be compared to all of his other occupation which is pre- preoccupation with paying reward to the non-Jewish people and it makes sense because he has to turn since to the, to the other nations he pays in this world to the Jewish people he pays in the world to come so he has to turn away from his focus on paying in this world to turn to focus and pay in the in the future world. So it makes sense to say he's turning away from his preoccupation. What he's busy with with paying all the other nations is physical uh, reward in this world. I have to turn away from that, from that occupation, and turn my my attention to paying you in Olam Abba. So it makes sense. Number two, we understand. Why does he say? a parable of a king. Because as he asked before, why isn't it just anyone can hire workers? But in the Harbe, because the this idea that somebody hires many workers is by a normal or regular person doesn't hire many workers. A king, somebody important, hires many workers. So that's why it's fitting to say to talk about a king when you're talking about hiring many workers. So although this might work, but it's difficult to say that this is what Rashi is uh, leading to in his uh, Pirush. Um, because if he, was le- if he wanted to say this, that we're talking about many workers, which explains this, so then he should have quoted that it's talking about many workers. Rashi doesn't even mention that we're talking about many workers. So either he should show the distinction between the non-Jewish people and the Jewish people, the many and the one, or at least talk about many to explain that it's the king, that's why he mentions the king. And these words seem to be integral to what he's saying. 
und nicht begnügen sich mit Merame sein durch and it shouldn't be enough that he should simply tell you where to look if you want to find more about it um, if this is so integral to understanding why he's, what he's saying at least the word Harbe that we're talking about many people that's why it's a king therefore this can't be the explanation Muslims are, therefore we have to say is the Iker has been that the main explanation that Rashi is looking for in explaining what it means that I'm turning away from all my occupation in order to pay a reward is in the vert of Rashi's matik. We can understand that already from the words that Rashi does quote, and we don't need any other part of the mushal in order to answer this question. The words are. This is a mushal can be compared that to a king that hired workers from the ibidik pratim from the mushal and from the other details that are found in the mushal in teiras kainim kumtnis tukain chidush in avonus shatamikra it's not going to add anything new to understanding the words in the pasuk on the far bed nugan sechrashim mitvechuluk it is a teiras kainim and that's why it's enough for him to say and so on the rest of the mushal as you can find it in teiras kainim. But it doesn't really answer anything new in understanding the words in the Pasuk, which is what Rashi's goal is. And therefore, if it doesn't add anything, he doesn't need to quote it. So we have to understand what that is, of course. Gimel. Then Rashi quotes the words, and I will make you fruitful. Then he explains, This means by having many children by uh, fruit, being fruitful and multiplying. What does it mean, I will make you many? It means, that you will walk upright. You will walk with pride. So we have to understand what Rashi is saying here. In Parashat is back in Parashat Rashi Gitaicht, there Rashi explained that through being fruitful, that could mean that a person can give birth to one person, and that's it. You get to have one child. That would be the nature. Every person can have one child. Then the Abish added another word and be and be fruitful and multiply. What does Ravu mean? That teaches us, or well, that's what Hashem said. That one person can have many children. So pru would only mean one child. Ravu means you can have many children. So over here with the word vifresi, which comes from the word pru, Rashi here explains it as meaning you will have, you will be fruitful and you will multiply. All from the word vifresi. Where back in Bereshis he said that pru means one. Ravu means many. Mefarshim zog. So the ex, uh, commentaries say, as dokemenish lenavim ibereshis. Over here we can Rashi can't say the same thing as ibereshis. Varum pru alein is doch beteba bria on says nishkem bracha because that a person should have one child. That is the nature, and you can't say that that's the big blessing that Hashem is giving the yidden. You will have a child. You will have one child. That's the blessing. That's that's nature. Since our parsha is talking about blessings to Yidden, so therefore we have to say as 
that where it says vifresi doesn't mean you will have one child. That includes also that you will have many children. Obamele is the taich vifresi, and therefore then what's left to do with the word vifresi? If ifresi, which means you will have many children, so what's vifresi? Which means you'll have many. So therefore you can't say that it means nish and kamos, that it means you it doesn't can't mean that you will have many children because that's already included in the previous word. Because in order for it to be a blessing, the word vifresi, it must mean you will have many children. So therefore what's virbesi nish ribbeikhusbeikhusbekemaskufa that it means that you will have you will be many not in numbers, not in quantity, but in quality. You will walk upright. You will have many qualities so that you're proud. That's what Vihirbesi means over here. Not that you have to walk around with your head down, your nose on the ground, that you're shy or that you're uh, afraid and so on. You'll walk proud. That's Vihirbesi. It means much, many in in the quantity rather than in quality rather than in quantity. But still we have to understand because in even when we if we to, if we were to say that vifresi means you will have many children, not more than not one but more than one, what's the blessing there? Because the fact that one person can have more than one child is also not a special blessing. Which is specific to the Yidin that Hashem has to give a special bracha for it. Not at all. Anyone, any human being can have many children. So how does saying that you will have more than one child any more of a blessing than you will have one child? Both of them are simply the nature of the world. Everybody can do that. So if you want to make it about, if Reisi can't be a blessing, because having one child is not really a blessing, it's nat- natural, so then having many children is also natural. So how is that any more of a blessing? Dalit, the beer so the explanation of this is, the Shverekite is in the Vertev of is, what is the difficulty why does Rashi need to explain anything at all about Ufanisi Aleichem, I will turn to you. It's for this. If we were to say that turning to you is similar to what it says in Parsha Achrei that Hashem will turn to the person that commits these sins. Or similar to what it says, I will turn my, I will direct my turning to that person which is brought in Parshagadeshim. And that what it means is, I will turn from all my business in order to pay your reward. So if that's what this means, then this Pasuk should have said right at the beginning of the blessings. Immediately after what Hashem says, if you will do, uh, you will be diligent in studying Torah and doing mitzvahs. And he wants to t- start talking about the reward. So the first thing you should say, I will turn away from all my business and give you your reward. As an introduction to all the specific types of rewards that he begins to list in the Parsha. 
other nachdem alzei rapshlus, or alternatively, it could be at the very end, and after listing all the different types of uh, of rewards that Hashem is capable of giving and that He promises to give. He should conclude by saying, and I will turn away from all my business and direct all these blessings to you. Because it's a general type of a blessing. It's not a specific type of a blessing. Similar to what it is over there, where he talks about it as a general idea, that he will turn away and turn his attention to this person in order to punish him. From them was the post but from the fact that the Posik inserts this Posik in the middle of Rechening the Yehudim Vinyonis Charev Kiim Mitzvahs, in the middle of the list of different types of blessings that Hashem will give, in the middle he inserts this, and I will turn away from, I will turn to you. So from the fact that it's in the middle, in the, in the list of, diff, of specific types of blessings, it would seem that in this case it doesn't mean the general kind of blessing that I will turn away from everything else and deal with, the, with you. But it would seem that this too is a specific type of reward similar to I will give you rain and your animals will give birth and so on, whatever the other types of blessings that he gives there. This is another specific blessing, not a general type of blessing that's why Rashi finds it necessary to explain that here too even though it would seem not to be, be the meaning of the words no, it is still the meaning of the words it means I will turn away from all my all my business and deal with this then why is it in the middle of the parsha? Is but not right at the beginning of at, uh, at the beginning of the list of types of uh, rewards. Is That's what he explains by telling you the mushal about a king that hired workers. It's to explain why this is in the middle of the list of rewards, of specific rewards. What that means is, hey. The fact that any ordinary person, or even an important person, needs to hire workers. Why does somebody need to hire people to do his work? And he has to pay them. That they should work for him. That's understood. Because nobody can force anybody else to do work for him. So if you want somebody to work for you, you're going to have to pay them. However, how is it that as a melech why does a king have to hire workers and has to pay them? Why not? Since the king rules over the country and he controls everything in the country including all the people in the country. So every citizen in the country has to fulfill the will and the wishes of the king. Is the fun so therefore why should he have to pay them? They, he should simply command them to do whatever he needs them to do. Was the fun verstandig? So therefore we understand from this as dor retzach nishvegin yonibaz de bnei amadinus and mechuyiv to tam faramelech that we're not talking about the type of thing work 
that a citizen is obligated to do for the king or for the country, those things get done before he has to go hire workers, because every citizen has to contribute, and he doesn't have to get paid for that. We're talking about something extraordinary, something that is not expected from every citizen. They we're talking about additional things, which a person is not obligated to do for the king, or for the country. And therefore, and since nobody is obligated to do them, but the king wants them to get done, that he has to hire people in order to get it done, and he has to pay them, and pay them a lot perhaps. So that's what's hiding behind this mushal. And that's what is meant also in the nimshal in the analog. The parsha heitzichon im Our parsha begins if you will walk in my law, if you will go in my uh, according to my law. Was meant, and Rashi says that what does this really mean? The Rashi up What this means is that you should diligently study Torah. You should work hard at your studying Torah. Not just to study Torah as much as you're obligated to and no more. You have to be fully focused on Torah and diligent and work hard at it. More than what is required from the simple mitzvah of studying Torah. In a similar way, when it says, and you will keep my mitzvahs, what it means is that your, your hard work in the study of Torah should lead to the hard work of doing mitzvahs. In other words, the fulfillment of mitzvahs is also done in an extraordinary way. So we're talking about not just the ordinary stuff that people are obligated to do for Hashem, but extraordinary work. And this kind of fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs, when a person does it more than what is required according to the simple law of the Torah, that is similar to the king that has to hire the workers because he's looking for work which is extraordinary, not what everybody is obligated to do for free anyway. They do the kind of work which the regular citizens are not obligated to do. And therefore we understand also that for this kind of fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs for that the Ebeshter has to give an extraordinary reward as well. It's not the regular reward. Vav the mit is movements, and now we can understand why I will turn to you to give you the reward is, in a, is written in the middle of the parsha. Since the words means to the extraordinary study of Torah, is moving as in there, uh, and them is obviously this also includes the regular study of Torah. But it takes it a step further too, even extraordinary study of Torah. But it includes all kinds of study in Torah. 
wie er sagt mir vor, dass es meist das Schmerz, aber das ist kein Leichtkiem, man müsste es wohl immer dazu erklären. which includes all kinds of mitzvahs, including the mitzvah of studying Torah. So, in other words, we're talking the entire gamut of studying Torah, doing mitzvahs from the most basic level all the way up to a melem Torah. Kumtoi, so it comes out. As pharmakayim zaydem bechokayzet elechol v'goyimer kumt idin tzveisu gischar. That in this parsha the Eibushter is talking about two different types of reward. Number one, far etzem kiim v'tayr mitzvayf naragel v'vifulsiz mechuyev. First, he has to talk about paying payment of reward for the basic level of fulfillment of tayr mitzvahs, which everyone is obligated to do, and that too requires and and a reward. Then there is the second level, a specialis an extraordinary war, reward for the extraordinary study of Torah. When one fulfills Torah mitzvahs much more than they're required to. And in accordance with these two different types of reward, the Torah goes on to list two different types of reward. First, the Torah begins with telling us the reward that comes for regular fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs. Which in a general sense can be understood from I will give you your reign in its time, in its proper time. And, you know, and all those other rewards that are listed there. And the Noch then comes Noch Mushara now, after mentioning those types of rewards, in Mitten Parsha, in the middle of this Parsha, Zakta Pasig the Mtsvetan Sukhshada, the Pasa begins to tell us about the second category of reward. Faramelimitaira, the kind of reward that one deserves for working hard at the study of Taira. That starts with this Pasik, Ufanisi Alechem, and I will turn to you. Father Avoida is in an uh, in an for for this kind of service of Hashem, which is included in the Amelimitaira, Here comes an upgraded level of reward. For this kind of reward Hashem says, I will turn away from all my business and deal with giving this kind of reward. For the first category of reward, which comes for the regular standard fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs, like the Chiyuv, according to what one is obligated to do anyway. In regards to this, Hashem can't say, I will turn away from everything to give you the reward. Why? Because for this kind of reward, or at least somewhat similar to this kind of reward, Hashem is busy with paying the the Umasylam too, the other Goyim that do nice things and so on. He has to re- pay them too. Can't say I turn away from everything, because that is similar to the kind of reward that he gives to the Goyim, at least somewhat, in some way. The Goyim also get rewarded for their fulfillment of the Mitzvah as well as for the study of Torah which they must study in order to be able to know how to fulfill those Mitzvahs. 
Mashenk in the schar miyuchad, but when we talk about this extraordinary schar, farin oif naaved of namaylo matayda, which Hashem promises for the extraordinary study of Torah, al derech melech shesachar, which we said before in the from the marshal, is when the king has to hire workers because we're talking about extraordinary work. This kind of Aveda doesn't exist by the other nations. That's why these blessings, Hashem turns away completely from any other kind of reward that He's busy with, and He deals it with this exclusively. And there's nobody else that can be included in this. Nobody else is part of this, only Aleichem, only the Yidin. For this, Hashem says, I will turn away from all my other things, including giving schar to other people, and I will focus specifically on you. And the Rebbe says in the parentheses, Even though Rashi uses, he hired many workers, so it includes many. In other words, that the idea of Hashem hiring also applies to everyone, to the non-Jews as well. When he just finished saying that hiring, a king only has to hire for extraordinary work, not for the regular standard work. In other words, that we're acknowledging that even amongst the nations of the world, there is also the concept that Hashem has to hire them. In other words, he, there is a, an extraordinary um, type of service, and it's the Pailim Harbe which are being hired. Meaning the Goyim also has to, have to, he has to get more out of them, he's trying to get more out of them, and therefore has to pay them a special reward for this. So how, how does that fit with our uh, shot? Is does the far was oichts zwischen nicht eden seine Faran chsidig umesoylam? The reason for this is because even amongst the non-Jews, there are also people that are called chsidig umesoylam, the extraordinary umesoylam. Was two and merbi as far as they do more than is required than is expected. Aber euch die avide seine zeire kommt den ganzen nicht zu der avide in the sefes von eden von eden. So in other words, there are goyim that are also included in doing extraordinary work, but in no way can that be compared to the extraordinary avedu that the yidden do, which is included in Amele Metayra. When the river is the scharf ha-yidden, I is getelt in an eifem, from efne mekolosagel, the shalom scharchem, and therefore, even in the paying of the special reward, the Yidin's reward cannot be compared in any way to the Chesidio Homosayilim reward at all, and therefore it still fits that Hashem says, I will turn away from everything and focus on you. At his point, he turns away from a completely different category of reward, which goes to the Goyim, even to the Chesidio Homosayilim, and he turns to the Yidin. Zion. According to this, we can also understand now how Rashi explains 
Since, as we just concluded, we're not talking anymore about regular type of reward, nor about an extraordinary reward, the type that fits in to say that Hashem turns away from anything else and turns to us, nor which is specifically for the Yidn, and not for the non Jewish people. We can't say anymore that I will make you fruitful means simply you'll have a child. And virbesi means you'll have many children. Because that fits very well even for a non-Jew. Or non-Jews can have many children too. It's not exclusive to the Yidin in any way. So how could that be part of this extraordinary reward that is only focused on Yidin? Muzman Zogan, therefore we have to say, as Vifresi is Abraham Yechedes versus Nishtal Derech That's why we have to say that when the Pasuk says here Vifresi, it's some extraordinary blessing of some sort. Uh, the kind of blessing which can only come from Hashem turning His full focus on the Yidin. What is that? The Riba learned Rashi as Vifresi alein meint nishnar piria nar oichdem inyafun rivye. Echad meilad harde. That's why Rashi has to say that Vifresi, of course, doesn't mean only one child, but it means much, many children. Thus haste. In other words, as his nish nor was the word vifresi is kailu beda brachos from piriu and rivia. Not to say that the word vifresi, Rashi is teaching us that the word vifresi in this case is talking not only about one child but about many children. Because that's also nothing extraordinary. Meilud echod and enoch meilud harbe. Not to say that vifresi means you can have one child, then you can have more children. That's not what he's trying to say. What he's saying is, even the word vifresi, which means that you should have a, ch- a child, a child. That's what Rashi explained it means in Bereshis. Vifresi, period, mean, pru means one child. But even when we talk about one child in this case, it's an extraordinary bracha. What's extraordinary about it? As the vifresi gufa is an anoifim from Rivya that having one child itself turns into a multitude of children. What does he mean by that? The pru by Umasa Eila meant nor when the when the Torah talks about pru being fruitful in regards to the other nations, it means that not in even fun echad meiladechad. All it means is one person can give birth to one person, to another person. But it doesn't necessarily mean that this child that the one person had is going to be productive himself. It could be that he can't have children. The child that you were blessed with can be, doesn't have children. A girl can't have a child. A boy, he won't be able to have a child. But when we talk about this blessing of Ephraim as, as regards to the Yidden, especially in the extraordinary bracha, that as soon as one Yid gives birth to one Yid, as soon as he has one child, is the Gebeirin and Echad Gufin the Bechinofen Riboy, Rivia. This one child 
already contains the blessing of multitudes of children. Because Hashem tell, promises us, I will give you a child, and even that one child already will be a, a, a multitude of children which will go on forever. Similar to what, we, to what we find in regards to Avram, what Hashem said to Avram. It says in the Pasuk, I will make his children many, and then what does it say? I will give him Yitzchak. Yitzchak was one child. What does he mean? I will give him, I will give him many children. I will make his children many. I will give him Yitzchak. Yitzchak is one child. So what does he mean? I will make his children many. Because from Avram's one child Yitzchak, it led to the millions and millions of Yidin that came from him. It goes without saying that of course a yid can have more than one child, just like any other guy. Any guy can have many children. Of course a yid could have many children. The blessing here, the extraordinary blessing here is the one child, the first child, and then the second child, and then the third child. Each child has the potential and has the actual ability to have multitudes of children. That's what's the extraordinary blessing. So now that the word Ephrasi already means that a, a Yid will have many, many children, so then you have to say, that what it says, I will make you many, can only be adding a qualitative many. Because the quantitative many is already included in the first word, in an extraordinary way. And also this kind of many, being many, is included in the fact that Hashem turns His attention fully to us. Meaning it's an extraordinary bracha. Rashi says, it means that you will walk upright. Not only will Hashem fulfill what He said, that the older son, Esau, will serve the younger son, Yaakov, nor Nochmer, it'll be even more mitzad v'nisi alechem because of this extraordinary bracha where Hashem turns His full attention to us. It won't just be that you know they are forced to work to, to help us out and so on. The yidden will walk upright. It'll be with pride. There will be no compromise. It will be in its fullest measure that. The Yidin will be looked up to and, and uh, respected and honored and so on. That's the extraordinary bracha. That comes from the Hirbesi because it is a qualitative being many rather than a quantitative, which is already included in the previous word. Ches. is als nishglatik. But still, there remain some questions because from Losh and Rashi, Efna ani mekola from the way Rashi puts it, I will turn from all my work in order to pay your 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 uh, reward. It doesn't say I will turn away from all my other work. In other words, this is also part of what I'm busy with, but I'll turn from all the other things to focus specifically on this one. 
when he says I will turn from all my other work, it means that this for some, somehow is not considered all Hashem's work. Any of Hashem's work. Part of Hashem's work. His movements are from the, the way that Rashi puts it, it's understood as der that this kind of a reward that Hashem is busy with now is not included in what he's regularly busy with. So we have to understand why should it be that Hashem being busy with paying reward to the Eden why is that not part of what Hashem is busy with? Why does it say I turn away from all my things that I do and I focus on this? Is this not one of the things that Hashem is doing? Muslim Zog, therefore we have to say, as the Panisi Alechem Driktois a different Indian with the Tsugitrogenkeit, but is doing an Indian from Asik. Therefore we have to say that when Hashem says, I will turn my focus on you, it means a special attention which is not included in what is called Hashem's business. This is not ordinary business. There is a certain attention that a person pays to ordinary business. Here he's turning away from ordinary business and turning a special attention to us. So we'll understand what this means by explaining what is the meaning of Asik. What does it mean? What is the inner meaning of Asik? Occupation. Asik by Amensh Lamata, what is business to a person down here and an ordinary human being? But that, as the mensch means a person being involved in something outside of themselves. I have business to take care of. I have a business. It's not me. It's the stuff that I do. And it doesn't, that does not represent him as the person is in, on, onto himself. In an Asik, when we talk about a person being involved in business, it means going down from being involved with yourself. When a person is involved with the things which represent who I am, what I am, so then there is a full focus and attention. When you have to do things which are business, you're going down from dealing with yourself and your the, your inner core. And you do things which are outside yourself. And the same is true in the, in, uh, when we talk about Hashem. The Eibushter is in Gansen Nish Begeder Hashem Himself, the essence of Hashem, is not in any way able to come, it doesn't come down into the lower worlds. And that's why all the things which Hashem projects outward, projects downward into the world, those are called His business, the things that He projects outside Himself. Because they come from a level of godliness, which is for the purpose of being projected downward. Whereas the essence of Hashem is not projected downward, outward. It stays within Him. And that is the meaning of the words, I will turn away from all my business in order to pay your reward.
his havasa oilamas, nafila de inifasharva oinish, al derecharagil, the creation of the world, and even Hashem's uh, uh, preoccupation with reward and punishment, the nor- normal, ordinary reward and punishment, and nafila to Yidin, and even when we talk about it being given to Yidin, directed at Yidin, is norfin de oiris vigiluyim. These are all things which are from the projected light, things that come out from Hashem. And that's why all that is considered Hashem's business. It's outside of Himself. The way the essence of Hashem has to direct itself into the ten spheres in order to be able to project outward, downward. But when a yid does his avayda in a way that he is fully occupied in Torah, more than is expected from him. Because Hashem told him, commanded him to do mitzvahs. In other words, that is fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs. not like a business to him. Which is done also projecting outward things that he does. You know, he does it with uh, in a more peripheral way, only as much as necessary, and it's not who I really am, so I do what I need to do. Notice, but he's fully invested into it with the very essence of his soul. And that's why he does more than is expected, because that's who I am, that's all I'm interested in. So this calls out a response also from Hashem, that Hashem turns away from everything else and he, he focuses fully on this. He puts himself fully into this. Hashem turns to the Yid with his very core and essence great more than all of his projections that he projects outward which is the meaning of I will turn away from all my business from the stuff that I do projecting outward and, and I will turn to you until it becomes the Yidin and Hashem are all one that we become united Hashem is fully invested just as the Yid is fully invested in Hashem another idea in regards to this the Gedefananivra is Vasarizamakabal. The very idea of being a created being means that I am receive I am a receiver. I receive rather than give. And even the highest level creation, ultimately they are created from above and therefore they receive. They are receivers of their existence from something above them. And even when we talk about the highest levels of uh, light, uh, you know, uh, energies and the godly energies and so on, is it's always that they receive something from above them. Therefore, they can never be the penultimate mashpia giver because they are always receiving since they're created they come from somewhere they are receivers and only that are they able to pass on the emissary inu from ashpia where do we find the true concept the fullest the absolute concept of mashpia the giver on kenshaikh sagabola 
one that doesn't receive anything and therefore just gives not something that he received, but gives something as a mashpia fully, is managed atzmos. That can only be said about the very essence of Hashem, who doesn't receive anything from above him. He is above. There's nothing higher. And therefore, everything that anything lower than that is by definition a receiver. So the true mashpia is only atzmos. When the Rebbe Vishas Eden Lenin Tayrun Zainimakai Mitzvah, so therefore, when a Yid learns Torah and does mitzvahs only as much as they were commanded to do, Zayin is a Mekabalim, they, they define themselves as a Mekabal. So Zayin is a Mekabalim, they receive the command, and they fulfill that command. That's what they're doing. They are functioning as Mekabalim, as one who received the command and therefore does it. The Shas Abbas is Dodim Amelim B'Torah, but when a yid sets himself up as someone that is going to be doing an extraordinary job of study of Torah, more than is required from, what, from the command that he received, is a shoinan inyan So then he has set himself up as not only a receiver of a command and fulfilling that, but I do more than I, am, uh, than I received the command that I received. So I am now a mashpia, giving more, giving more than I received. He puts an effort and does, finds kayach, finds energy from within himself, not just what he received from above. A person set, it becomes in this way similar to the Creator, puts himself on the level of a mashpia. This brings out in the Yid that he comes from Atzmos. Therefore, he too is functioning as a Mashpia. And that's why the response is that Atzmos turns to this Yid. The Yid turned to Atzmos and made himself in a fashion himself after Atzmos to be Yamashpia, so Atzmos turns to the Yid and focuses and invests himself fully in that Yid as well. And the far kum deschar from Panisi Alecha Marap Lechola Reish in the Vifreisias from the Pirivirivia, and that explains why. What is the first thing that is mentioned as the kind of reward that will come from? I will turn away from everything and turn to you. It's expressed as you will become fruitful and, ma- and multiply and many. Why that? And in because that's what having children means. That is the ultimate expression of ashpa from a human being that a human being is capable of. Because in addition to the fact that the very concept of have, being able to give birth comes from from the ability of Hashem that he, invested, that he put into us to be in a certain way similar to him that he creates something from nothing in addition to that when it comes from the fact that Hashem turns his attention to us the whole concept of birth is not just ordinary birth but as he explained before Birth that goes on for generations at, without stop, and so on. 
as oich yed the protis the geins on lahilada that every single if single individual child is in an oifen from ein sof at soif kolodiris contains within themselves that infinite ability to, that it should continue forever and ever. Canal, as he said before, that's how the infinite is expressed. The infinite of Phoenici Aleichem is expressed in this bracha specifically. Yud, but we still have to understand in Hemshcha Brachas, Nochu Phoenici Aleichem, what does it continue after he says, I will turn away from everything and turn to you? The continuation of the Brachas, Rechantes the Pasuk, Kamevakan Meinyanischar, Mitaribi in Gashmiz de Ginyanim. It goes back to talk about many uh, material blessings. Gashmias. So the question should be asked. We already reached Hashem turning His attention to us from His very essence. And it goes back to promising ordinary material goods. What's the connection? Is the beer in them? So the explanation is then as Volzer Geret Vegnaschar von Eures Vashpoz was seine Mugder in Geder von Bligvul. If we would be talking about the reward that Hashem gives is spiritual, uh, spiritual insights that you will you have you know you will see things which other people can't see and it's all spiritual stuff and so on and these things are infinite and they can't be defined in the physical world maybe it's not infinite but at least revelations which you're unaccustomed to and because they are defined as infinite and spiritual they can't be expressed in the regular physical world in in their true nature of what they are in their infinite nature they can never be revealed into the physical world only if they were to limit themselves to be able to fit into a physical defined world because the infinite cannot fit into the, to the finite simple and therefore what would it mean the blessing is that you will have more spiritual blessing. You will have increased spiritual blessing. That's if we were talking about the level of revelation and infinite. Things which are, by definition, infinite cannot fit into the physical and therefore the blessing would be you'll have more, more spiritual re- revelation and so on. That is if we were talking about the level of bleakville which is a intermediate level it's not atzvus it doesn't represent the essence of course it doesn't represent the the physical but since now we're talking not about an intermediate level of revelation we're talking about the essence itself means Hashem will focus his essence upon us and the essence of Hashem is not defined neither in the phys- in the limited certainly not not even in the unlimited the infinite he's not limited to the un- infinite either 
which means that there is no reason that he cannot be revealed into the physical world because he's not limited by the fact that he is infinite and therefore unable to express himself in the finite. The far kumt in That's why this kind of blessing doesn't have to come in a spiritual way. It can be expressed in the physical because it's, the physical doesn't in any way diminish the atmos, the essence of Hashem. It can only diminish the infinite because infinite doesn't fit in finite. But atmos fits perfectly into finite. In our Begashmi is and therefore it can be expressed dafke in physical, material things, in great good and blessing, without any limitation, as it comes from the atmos, and that's why it's dafke expressed in the material. However, it's still uh, difficult. Number one, it's true that because it comes from the essence, it can be expressed in um, in a blessings in physical material blessings. But if we're talking about Hashem will invest Himself into uh, this Yid, and they will become one, and Yid merges with Hashem. Why would he want and care about material blessings? We're talking about becoming one with Hashem. That's how he's still interested in material, physical blessings. That's one question. Number two. Because even this Hashem turning his focus fully on us, Rashi calls it, defines it as reward. Thus, haste as is an inyan from tzachar. It's reward. Reward means payment for the work that you did. But why do you have to pay the person that did the work? Because the, the person that does the hiring is separate, the worker is separate, and therefore he needs to pay him. But reward by the means I am separate from you. But the, the whole idea of Fanisi Alechem means becoming one with Hashem. Why call it reward? Is Nishmuvan. So we have to understand. If we were talking about the kind of reward that comes from that infinite place, the intermediate place. So just like it's true that the, the types of revelations of which we talk now cannot express the essence of Hashem only as it is expressed through many uh, limitations and, uh, and tzimtzumim, restrictions and so on. As just like that's true about the oiris themselves. Therefore, they also do not penetrate to the core essence of the Yid. As his own veren einzach mitivyidin that they should become one with Hashem with the yid, just like they're not one with Hashem, they come from Hashem. So also they cannot get to the core essence of a yid either, because they don't have the capacity to go to the lowest, to the very depth of a place. Just like they don't come from the highest place, they don't go to the lowest place, meaning to the oylem to the core essence, to the penetrate the core essence.
Gebald, aber als dort hat er wegen der Panisierlechen von Asmus, but since we're not talking about Giluyin, which are unable to come from the highest place and therefore not able to penetrate to the core, we're talking about Panisierlechen, which comes from Asmus. Wie passt es an der Loschen Lushalm's Charchem? So how can you say that we're talking about reward, which means it's not reaching the core essence, it's payment for something, which, that, which means separate. Yud Beis is the beer in them. So the explanation of that is, in the Ravayda from Amele Mateira Gufa, in this Ravayda that we talk about, Amele Mateira, Vasnemtzach Mitzat Pnimius, the Atzmos Hanefesh, which comes from the essence of a Yid. The Amele means that he invests his very essence of the soul into it. Even in that, there are two ways that it can be done. Number one, it does come from his essence of his soul. But even as it comes from the essence of the soul, there is a, a purpose. There is something that you're trying to achieve. What he's trying to achieve is, he wants to reach deep into his soul so that he can become connected to the essence of Hashem. So therefore, since now it involves, I want to become one with Hashem. Is does the gufa abavais So since there is already even that very subtle, I want to become one with Hashem. So there is already something which is outside of atzmus, the you that wants to become one with Hashem. There is the I, which wants to become one with Atmos. That's one way. There is a second way. A Yid does it without any goal at all. There is no purpose. There is no agenda. There isn't anything that we're looking for. The purpose is not even because I want to become one with Atmos. The only purpose is, this is what Hashem wants, this is what I am fully invested into. Not because I want to become one with Hashem. Therefore, in that kind of attachment to Hashem, there is no limitation, nothing interferes with it. There is no I at all to get in the way. And therefore, in this kind of Aveda, there is nothing other than Atmos, not even the person himself, not even the Yid himself. Not I am trying to become one with Atmos. I am ser- I, there is service of Hashem, which connects you with Atmos. And because there are these two subtle, subtle types of differences in this kind of Aveda, there are also two ways in which Hashem turns His full attention to the Yid. When the Aved is in the first way, where there is a, a goal, where there still remains a subtle expression of my own Metziahs. As we said, he wa- I want to become one with Atzmos. So then the response, I will turn to you, this Achzus Vishen, which means the unity that is established 
between the Yid and, Ash- and the Asmus was which comes through this kind of dedicated study of Torah the Yid still remains somewhat as an entity and therefore it still fits to say that it is a reward it's a reward for the good work that you're doing when the far is the Torah mefar the Yehudim Gashim was kum and arab mitzadam panisi aleichem, and that's why the Torah lists all the physical material things that come as a reward, even as a result of panisi aleichem. For in vibaldas is do noch gebliebman art for zaymetzis, because since there is still some room for his own uh, personality, is thus episat fisus makam for zaynetzrochim. So therefore, there is still needs that you have if you are something. You have a need. And Hashem says, I will fulfill all those needs. And those needs include material needs. But when a Yid reaches that kind of Aveda in its ultimate uh, expression, which means he serves Hashem without any agenda at all, not in order to become one with Hashem, but just because Hashem needs to be served, Tan is the inyum from Fanisi Alechem Betachos Hashlemus. Then Hashem responds also in the absolute perfect way. Vidasiyma Parsha, as the end of the Parsha says, Ve'olech Eschem Kaimamius, and I will lead you upright. And it says Kaimamius in a Loshen Rabim, not in a singular, but in a multiple. There are two uprights, meaning as the Kaimah from the Eibushin and the Kaimah from the Eden, very ein Kaimah. It's a merging of the two uprights, the two structures, the, the uprightness of Hashem merges and becomes one with the uprightness of the Yid. It is the Yidin and Hashem alone. Nothing else is there. Just the con- connection between the Yid and Hashem in its absolute perfect way.